Miss 31, Mississippi State 21. The Rebels have won the 2021 Egg Bowl. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus today. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing new offers today. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.ag. And welcome into today's show of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. A lot to get to today. You would think with only basketball, men's and women's in session that uh, there wouldn't be a lot to talk about. Well, the football front is an interesting one to say the least. A lot of coaching changes, uh, a lot of new coaches. Uh, be sure and tune over to, uh, to Revs247.com. Inside the Rebels, there's a running thread right now about recruiting, Everybody's kind of waiting on Jackson Dart. By the time you listen to this, we may know the direction of quarterback Jackson Dart, the transfer from USC, whether it's Ole Miss or whether it's Oklahoma. Also waiting on tight end Michael Trigg, another big one. But the new, uh, some of the newest information came out yesterday as we record on Tuesday, Tuesday night actually, is that tight is that uh, offensive lineman Mason Brooks has decided to come to Ole Miss. And if you look at the uh, recruiting rankings of two four seven and looking strictly at transfers and the transfer portal Ole Miss is number five in the country if it can land quarterback Jackson Dart and tight end uh, Michael Trigg that's going to jump it even more so Ole Miss his head coach uh, Lane Kiffin and the rest of the staff has done a great job Randall Joyner man he's 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 been a big addition defensive line coach He's done a great job on the recruiting trail, along with Chris Partridge and his ties to the Northeast. You know, we haven't spoken since Ole Miss got the commitment from Davison Igbenosin, a one of the, I think he's the number one player in the the state of New Jersey. So that pipeline continues 
Uh, you look at what Ole Miss has been able to do over the last couple of years in New Jersey, and uh, defensive line when Taiwan Malone comes to, to mind as one, and uh, recruiting has gone very well. As it stands, Ole Miss needs another quarterback, and, and they've already got a very good quarterback on campus. The Starkville product, Luke Altmaier, did exactly what he needed to do in the Sugar Bowl. Sure, I mean, but let's be honest. He came into the game wearing a clipboard. All of a sudden, now he's got to go into the game. So I thought being thrust in, 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 I'll be honest, the Baylor defense is one of, if not the best defense that Ole Miss played all year. And I thought Luke Altmaier played well. So if you bring in a transfer quarterback on top of what you already have on campus, that gives you two really good quarterbacks going into the season. They can battle it out in the spring, and uh, I think it would be a, a great opportunity if Ole Miss can land Jackson Dark through the transfer portal. So, uh, But today we're going to focus in on Ole Miss women's basketball program. You talk about a program that's done a heck of a job, and that's Coach Yolette McPhee-McEwen. Coach Joe to a lot of folks. It's been a heck of a season so far, and it opened up with a loss to Belmont, a, r- a really good Belmont team. Ole Miss wins 13, I think, 12 or 13 in a row. They're 15-2 after absolutely destroying Mississippi State. They could have beaten Mississippi State by 50 points. You talk about, you know, two ships sailing in the night. I mean, my gosh, the Ole Miss program is just so much better than Mississippi State. You thought you would never say that after Mississippi State straight off um, or at least advanced the national championship game. Had a great run under Vic Schaefer. That's not the case anymore. Ole Miss just destroys Mississippi State 15-2, and 3-1 in the conference. Still not ranked, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. We'll hear from Graham Doty. He's been at the helm of this program for a number of years. He's seen it completely been turned on his head by Coach Yo. He's seen the bad times. So we visit with, uh, with Graham, who is the voice of the Rebels and this women's basketball team on the radio. And it does a really good job. So we'll get to the crux of this basketball team, uh, the schedule, the players, and kind of get the down low on that. Because I know a lot of you are really excited about what the women's basketball team is doing. Quite frankly, the men are really struggling right now. So I think it's kind of a breath of fresh air for Ole Miss fans to have that success in the women's program. As it stands, we'll have David Johnson on later on in the week. We want to revisit uh, recruiting, revisit the transfer portal. And we also want to revisit what Ole Miss is going to do in the February signing period. Are there any high school players left? And, yeah, we'll talk about that next year recruiting cycle. We'll talk about Arch Manning. Goes to Charlie Weiss, Jr., the uh, new offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. I know Ole Miss welcomes back Chris Kiffin as well on the defensive side of the ball. But we'll talk about Arch Manning and, and where David thinks he will go. But we definitely want to encourage you to go to reps247.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports Inside the Rebels, there, Chris and David have done a great job recruiting, keeping keeping all of you up to date. The, the folks listening and that are subscribed to the site, you know this. But if you think you may know a friend that really enjoys recruiting, just be sure and tell them about Reps 247, affiliate of 247 Sports. We thank you for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It's really grown. It's grown beyond measure, and it's been a lot of fun uh, coming to you and, and meeting a lot of you down in New Orleans and, and frankly, a lot of you saying that you enjoy the podcast, you know that means a lot to me. It means a lot to all of us at Reps 247 and Inside the Rebels that you, uh, that you enjoy. Look forward to some things to come. Got a lot of things to come over the next couple of months. Look forward to, uh, to you being along the ride as well. You can always download the show. Apple Podcasts is always 
uh, at least it's shown to us. That's the way most of you listen. You can also listen direct from the website at reps247.com. Spotify is an option. iHeartRadio, Google Play, all of the places you get your uh, get your podcast boat. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. Thanks very much for being part of the, uh, the, the Believe in Ole Miss podcast family. I know we've got a lot of folks that sponsor with us. If that's something you're interested in, just shoot us a message on Twitter. That's at Brad Logan, C-O-T. Direct messages are open. I look forward to talking with you more. Here's Graham Doty. Appreciate him being part of the show. Talking a little bit of Ole Miss women's basketball right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganc-o-t-e. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Now happy to be joined by Graham Doty, serves as voice of the Rebels for the women's basketball program. And Graham, fresh off a really big win, I guess you could say, as Ole Miss beats Mississippi State in Oxford for the first time since 2014, it was a big win for the Rebels. Yeah, it really was. Uh, coming into that matchup, Mississippi State had won 14 in a row, which was the longest winning streak in the series for Mississippi State. Ole Miss hadn't won in eight years, so... I know the coaches and players were ready and excited for it, and and it was just I felt you know happy for players, especially like Mimi Reed, a fifth year senior, you know, finally getting the opportunity and chance to play Mississippi State and and, and come out a winner. So I was excited for her and and all the players and coaches. So it was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, that first game against Belmont, Ole Miss played pretty well. Uh, did obviously didn't play the best game of the year. 
But now that we've learned that Belmont's a really good team, Ole Miss then runs off a number of victories in a row before it falls to a what I think is a Tennessee team that's back from the past, now ranked number seven in the country, falls by 12 points. Other than that, it's been all wins for Ole Miss and uh, three and one in the conference. This is a team that's got a lot of good puzzle pieces, and is this a team, in your opinion, that can make a run in the NCAA tournament? I believe so. I mean, this is an Ole Miss program that hasn't made the NCAA tournament since 2007. So Coach O and her staff, they've done an excellent job. You said puzzle pieces, and I mean, that's exactly what they've done. They've Really, every aspect you can think of, grad transfers, uh, junior college transfers, high school kids, they've done a nice job of putting together this roster and the players know what their roles are. So you have players that get rebounds, play defense, knock shots down from the outside. So it's a good mix. And this team is really enjoying playing with each other. Everybody's close. And I do think uh, come March that this is an Ole Miss team that can make the NCAA tournament and put together a nice little run. 4-0 on the road, 3-0 and at neutral sites, the two losses coming at home. It almost felt like that, uh, you know, no one has said this to me per- uh, personally, but it felt like that Coach Joe and this, this, uh, the team, the assistant coaches, wanted to see a nice environment at home against Mississippi State in regards to fans. Have not had a ton of fans come um, earlier in the year. I thought it was a pretty good fan base. I thought it was a pretty good crowd against Mississippi State, and it was a loud crowd. And at the end of the game, Graham, you saw Coach Yo, turn around and thank the fans. I think that's something this fan base really needs. I think it's something they've wanted. And I think it, uh, it was nice to see the Ole Miss fans kind of respond with a nice crowd this past Sunday. Yeah, I agree. And really going back to the Tennessee game, there were a good number of people at the Tennessee game as well. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. The more that Ole Miss continues to play well and win, I think more and more people uh, will continue to show up. And I can tell you, it means a lot, uh, not only to Coach O and her staff, but the players as well, when people show up and uh, cheer them on. Because after last season, when you're basically playing in a gym where there hardly is anybody there, home, away, wherever, you know, dealing with all the COVID stuff, it makes such a difference um, energy in the building when people show up and cheer on the Rebels. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun, a lot of people at the Tennessee game. And then to follow that up with Mississippi State, uh, people coming out as well. I mean, it, it really does make a difference, and it's fun. And plus, tickets are only around $5. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good deal to come out and watch and cheer on the Rebels. The first two games, Arkansas and South Carolina, I think probably Ole Miss would have split those two. Those were postponed due to COVID. You're hoping – uh, that you can make those two up. But, you know, Graham, looking at the next four games, I think if you look at the season through quadrants, and I think the next four games will be a nice telltale sign where this team finishes through the season. At 3-1 and one of the conference, you get uh, you go on the road uh, this coming Thursday against Texas A&M, face Vic Schaefer's team, a winnable game for Ole Miss. At Kentucky, another winnable game. Then you come home and host Georgia. Then you're at Missouri, another winnable game. If Ole Miss can somehow come away 4-0, which I think is very gettable at this point, 7-1 and one leading up to that big game against LSU at home on February the 7th. That seems to be like a direction that Coach Joe would like to go with this ball team. Yeah, really, really would be for sure. And, and um, I mean, this stretch, 
alluded to, everybody in the SEC, everybody's net is in the top 100. So, I mean, everybody is pretty good. And, of course, whenever you go on the road, it's um, very challenging. The A&M game, they've been ranked in the top 25 the whole season. They lost their first four uh, conference games. Uh, they just picked up their first win last week against Auburn. So, uh, even though they're 1-4 and four in the SEC, that is a very, very talented uh, Texas A&M team. And it's always tough uh, playing in Reed Arena. So, this is a very important and crucial stretch. And that Missouri team you just touched on, they're 13 and five and oh yeah they beat south carolina the number one team in the country that's their only loss of the season so i mean there there are no off days in the sec it's a tough stretch but i can promise you coach o and everybody is excited and looking forward to the challenge after ole miss hosts uh, new head coach kim balky and lsu on that monday night at six o'clock in oxford then the next stretch run happens at mississippi state you host texas a&m at vanderbilt who's been struggling at Auburn, who's been struggling, and then a big game against South Carolina, which at that point you're hoping if you're Ole Miss, you're jockeying for position in the SEC tournament, you get kind of a free shot against South Carolina on February the 27th. So the first half of the season's gone pretty well. The second half of the season, we just kind of discussed it. If Ole Miss has got some tough, tough games ahead, of course, at Mizzou, it's going to be a tough one. And then that bottom half uh, sets up for the SEC tournament. Going to be in Nashville this year, uh, March the 2nd through March the 6th. I know Ole Miss excited about that before it leans, uh, before it heads up against the uh, the SEC tournament. Uh, to fi- I'm sorry, the NCAA tournament to, to finish out the year. Looking at the team as a whole, sitting right now, Graham, 15-2, and 3-1 and one in the conference, what do you think Ole Miss needs to be in the SEC to, number one, get to the NCAA tournament or, at that point, position itself for jockeying for position in the SEC tournament uh, down in Nashville? Right, right. Um I don't know. Over the years, you know, you, you've seen teams. I've seen an Auburn team with 17 wins make the NCAA tournament. So Ole Miss off to a 3-1 and one start in the SEC. Still got to make up those two games. So, right. I mean, if you just win essentially half, you know, everybody plays 16 conference games. If you win essentially half, you know, I think you'll be in great position to make the NCAA tournament. So, I kind of like the start Ole Miss is on right now. And you, and you alluded to the back end of the schedule. Uh, it is a little bit easier somewhat, but again, nothing is easy and guaranteed in this league. But yeah, um, Vandy, an Auburn team, as you said before, wrapping up with South Carolina. So um, this team, the philosophy is, you know, just – uh, stack days and continue to chop wood. So I know that's kind of what they want to do. They don't, don't want to look too far ahead in the future. But if Ole Miss continues to play well, continue to do what it's due, I, the NCAA tournament is very much a possibility. And also just getting a great seed in the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament. As you said, it's back in Nashville uh, this year, Bridgestone Arena. It's always a good time for sure. And just kind of piggyback on what you said, I'm making an assumption here, but the reason you say you win half of them is because the net is so good with the remaining teams <laughs> in the SEC. That's going to help Ole Miss going forward. Yeah, there's just there's not one team in the conference where the net is under or, or like around 150 or something. There's just not a 
absolute bomb uh, on the schedule. So uh, since everybody is within the top 100 and most of everybody's around the 50 mark, I mean, if you win some of those games, your net's going to be perfect. Like Ole Miss's net right now, last I looked, it was like 32, 34, something like that. So, I mean, they're in shape right now. Why is this team not ranked? I don't know. They just released the AP poll uh, yesterday, which was Monday, and Ole Miss is not even receiving votes. Uh, part of it is, you know, uh, you definitely have to prove and and you know kind of show it. And since Ole Miss hasn't been ranked, um, you know, really since two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it's just going to take a little bit of time. But once you get in. You know, you kind of earn that respect. Like Kentucky, who has been ranked uh, consistently for the past decade, Kentucky's eight and five, and they are still ranked because they were so they were top fifteen preseason in the country. Uh, they're eight and five. I know they've been dealing with some COVID issues, but I kind of think if Ole Miss continues to to keep this up and continue to play well, they'll start to receive votes, and then eventually back into that top 25 but i was just surprised that uh did not receive one vote um you know considering to be in the top 25 in well, the ap poll yeah I mean, i've kind of been screaming over the last week or so specifically Ole Miss wasn't ranked um you know at all and it did not receive votes and then when the new poll came out i said well i expect them to be in the top you know 20 uh top 25 at least and uh, when they weren't even receiving votes, I just thought it was ridiculous. And I just, I guess, you know, the point of, you know, programs that have been there in the past receive a lot of credit, like a Kentucky, like you talked about. So maybe that's it. But I think it's just a disservice. But if anything, Coach O can use that as a, a, a bit of a, um, I guess, you know, a motivational tool. Let's look at it. Let's look at the roster just for a moment. Shakira Austin's been phenomenal. She is such a good basketball player. I think she, what, Graham finished 21 points, 12, 11 rebounds against Mississippi State. Just had a – unstoppable. And between her, Madison Scott, uh, Angel Baker's come on, LaShonda Monk. It's been – you know, we talked about puzzle pieces, but this team is kind of led by Shakira Austin. Oh, yeah, no doubt. She's a, she's a lot of fun to watch for sure. She's definitely a pro uh, player. If you heard Coach O after the Mississippi State game in her press conference, I mean, she said that Shakira is a top uh, three pick in the WNBA draft. I can tell you a, a couple road games this season, there have been uh, – several WNBA teams to actually come and watch her play in person. One of those was uh, when Ole Miss played at Cincinnati. That was uh, early December. And then when Ole Miss played at Hofstra as well, just kind of close to markets where WNBA teams are. So uh, there have been teams to watch her play in person a lot this season. And, and I mean, she's just so fun to watch. She hit her first two threes of the season against um, Mississippi State, which was a fun moment for her. She did the little bow and arrow celebration. So she is, she brings the energy for sure, not only offensively, but defensively as well. She's top five in the conference in block shots. One thing that I've noticed yeah, for Coach Joe, and I don't know if this is an anomaly or maybe something you might can elaborate on, nine players average more uh, than 10 minutes on the floor. In fact, more than uh, 14 minutes of game action. Is that something that you've seen over the years of calling women's basketball, or is this something new for Coach Joe that she's really substituting a lot of players? 
Well, I know kind of coming into this season, she felt good and that she felt this was probably the deepest team that she has had. I mean, if you go back two years, Brad, she was she was playing walk-ons and student managers consistently just because she needed bodies on the floor. So coming into this year, she has 14 on scholarship, and she's going to play them all. Um, so I know that was kind of a big focal point for her. And, you know, it's, it's just good for her to get that experience. I mean, especially after going through – um, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, she would look on the bench and you're down to seven scholarship players, eight scholarship players, depending on the day. So she just wants to play a lot. And especially when Ole Miss had to push Pauls uh, to kick off SEC play due to COVID-19, um, you know, she kind of said, I'm going to play a lot of different people. Um, you know, that first game back was against Florida and she played everybody. She played all 14 and that was just you know to get everybody back in action and back in the flow of things because almost didn't have a game for 16 days during that stretch snooda collins leads the team with 21 made three-point buckets right at 31 uh, percent from the the three-point line it seems to me and please correct me if i'm wrong this team does not have a really good perimeter shooter in regards to three-point buckets. What do you think uh, the answer to that is? Is that just because they like to go down low to Shakira Austin and, and some of the bigger bodies and get the easier buckets, or they just struggle from the struggle from the perimeter? Well, I, I asked Coach O about this, and basically this team is built around defense, and, and the offense is going to come as the defense goes. Ole Miss leads the SEC – and steals per game, and those steals will lead to breakaway, you know, uh, points for the Rebels. So the outside shot, Ole Miss, uh, coming into this past weekend was dead last with Auburn as, as far as the least amount of three-pointers made uh, in the SEC. So it's kind of one of those things, if Ole Miss needs to make a three, they have, you know, a handful of players that can hit that shot. You mentioned Snudda, she leads – the team and three pointers made, but this is a team they rely on their defense. And also you said it when you have somebody like Shakira Austin, who's six foot five and is great in the low post, just give it to her or Madison Scott, who's had an excellent sophomore season and, you know, let them go to work in the paint for you. Yeah. You also, uh, Angel Baker's had a pretty good year shooting at 35% clip 15 to 42 from three-point line. You make a good point, Greg. And I, I think people need to understand this. Steals have been huge. You know, Ole Miss has gotten 188 steals this year. An insane number. And here's the funny part about that is Shakira Austin, 30 steals. Madison Scott, 30 steals. Angel Baker, 20. LaShonda Monk, 27. Sunda Collins, 13. Those are huge numbers on top of the fact Destiny Salary's got 16. These are big numbers for a team uh, that really plays defense. You talk about blocks, Shakira Austin, 35 blocks this year. Madison Scott's got 12 of her own. Defense is a big, big part about this team. Also, second-chance points. Ole Miss did a great job on the offensive board. You know, Madison Scott, believe it or not, leads this team with 47 offensive rebounds. Uh, Shakira Austin with 38. A lot of those offensive rebounds have resulted in second-chance points. That's definitely been the, the, the DNA of this team. Yeah, it really has. I mean, it, and again, it's just it's a good mix. 
you have these players that have been playing together, you know, core nucleus that made that run in the WNIT a season ago. You, everybody gets more comfortable in the system. You bring in players like LaShonda Monk, who's played the most amount of games on this roster uh, for anybody for Ole Miss. She's played in over 130 games going back to her East Carolina days. So it's an experienced team, a team that enjoys playing with each other, likes playing with each other. And that is a big reason why Ole Miss is off to this 15-2 start. You put the fast forward on this and, and you look at recruiting. How are things going with the program now? I know uh, Coach O's basically just completely overhauled this roster over the last couple of years. What are you looking at going forward in regards to some recruits coming in? Yeah, she Coach O is a fantastic recruiter. Uh, they just had a big recruit in um, from Texas this past weekend. She was in the building with their family to watch the Mississippi State game. Um, Ole Miss was able to sign uh, Davis, who is will be a transfer from Arkansas. They right. were in on her when she was coming out of high school. Uh, she played essentially a year and a half for the Razorbacks. Now she is an Ole Miss. She is on campus. She won't be able to play this season, but she'll be in uh, an Ole Miss uniform starting next season. So, And also, uh, Yo's going to continue to monitor that portal, uh, this transfer portal. Really, no matter what the sport, it can be a game changer for you. Uh, just look at players like Shakira Austin, uh, Angel Baker, LaShonda Monk, just to name a few. So I think for her, it's going to be a nice balance between continuing to go the high school route for the elite prospects and then continue to monitor the transfer portal. And that's what she's going to do to continue to build the roster at Ole Miss. And before we let you go, I'd like to like for you to put your uh, your future hat on and just for a moment and, and fast forward to the SEC tournament. We hope to talk to you there as we recap the season. But if we were to talk to you now and you could fast forward and think about then, who's the one player that's going to make a big, big, big impact on this team that maybe is not doing something right now that puts this team in position for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament that you could guess right now? Ooh, great question. Um, I'm going to lean with and go with Danetta Johnson. Uh, Danetta's a player. She injured her foot in the preseason um, back in August, and she missed a lot of time. Uh, she missed the first few games. Her first game back was at Cincinnati on December the 5th. And uh, Coach O was slowly but surely just continued to let her minutes tick up, tick up, and tick up just to get her standing bow back and get her legs underneath her. And it's slowly starting to pay off. Like against Mississippi State in the last game, she played a season-high 20 minutes and finished with her first career double-double. She had 12 points and 10 rebounds. So talked to her after the game. She said she's – getting closer and closer to being 100%. So that will be one player, uh, I think, to watch moving forward. Danetta Johnson, once she continues uh, to get healthy, uh, closer to 100%. If she can pick up where she left off a season ago, that can only pay huge dividends for Ole Miss moving forward. One more quick question. We we saw Mimi Reed at the end of the game, a senior. She's been through – some bad times and, and, and now able to, to reap some of the rewards of all the practice and all the hard times uh, her senior year from Bronx, New York. 
we saw Coach Joe at the end of the game embracing a lot of the faculty, a lot of her players. She was really excited after the win over Mississippi State. This feels like just one of the many hurdles that this team is trying to get over. How important was that win, not only just a win over Mississippi State, but to beat the Bulldogs badly, creating some separation in the goals of getting to that SEC tournament and kind of taking it to another level? Yeah, that was that was a huge win, and uh, Coach O, her I think her first sentence to the media after that was, "This has been a long time coming." Again, State, um, Vic Schaefer, he did a great job building that program. They played for two national championships. They'd won fourteen in a row over Ole Miss in the Rebels. They had gotten close here and there uh, at times during that streak. But finally, um, Rebels were able to knock off Mississippi State, and it was just kind of like a big sigh of relief, like, okay, that's done. Now we have to build off this and move forward. So um, Rebels are looking to continue to you know, build off that momentum as we head towards the back half of this SEC schedule. Really appreciate Graham Doty joining us. He is the voice of the Rebels for the women's basketball team. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. That's at Graham Doty, D-O-T-Y. Also, you can catch every single broadcast on 105.1 FM in North Mississippi or all across the web on the Ole Miss app, the official Ole Miss app. You can download and listen to all the games there. That's where I listen to the games, uh, anywhere you're on the go with your uh, your iPods and, and all that good stuff. So, Graham, thanks very much for being part of the show. Look forward to catching, with you, catching up with you right before the SEC tournament as we recap, uh, hopefully, a very successful uh, regular season for this women's basketball program. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Brad. And we appreciate Graham Doty for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Graham does a great job. As voice of the Rebels for the women's basketball program, be sure uh, and catch every game on 105.1 FM in North Mississippi. Or if you're away from North Mississippi, you can catch every game on the official Ole Miss app. Just download the app and you can go to audio and live and it's right there. And Graham always does a great job. As always, we appreciate our Thailand presenting sponsor. That's Bet Online. Be sure and use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus today remember bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available today that's betonline.ag thanks very much we look forward to seeing you again right here on the believe in Ole Miss podcast a part of the believe podcast network been listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.